Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. I'm going to do my best to get through the rest of President Trump's State of the Union Address for 2020, and will attempt to manage to squeeze in some comments with reference to the New Hampshire primary that is going on at this time. Where I left off, the president crowed about the United States of America already having a very strongly guarded southern border. That's right. Uh, Well, I guess we can just stop. No, no, he says uh, we have a very powerful wall being built, have completed over 100 miles, and and he misspoke uh, here, there, and everywhere. But anyway, he went on to say that we will have substantially more than 500 miles completed. Great. <laughs> so you still have the majority of the span not secured, but you say we have a very strongly guarded southern border. And, of course, the Border Patrol, contrary what the Democrat Party would have us believe and what the former president would have us believe, the Border Patrol are greatly outnumbered, not only by all of those that are seeking to flood across the border, but by the wonderful, benevolent Mexican drug cartels and what have you. But, oh, well. He went on to say, we have approved a record number of affordable generic drugs and medicines are now being approved by the FDA at a faster rate, a faster clip, he said, than ever before. And he is pleased to announce that last year, for the first time in 51 years, the cost of prescription drugs actually went down. Now, that doesn't mean that they went down to some great degree. It's just that they actually dipped down a little bit instead of shooting higher. He stated that we are curbing the opioid epidemic. I hope. It has been horrific. He went on to say, Infectious diseases, that with reference to them, we are coordinating with the Chinese government and working closely together on the coronavirus outbreak in China. My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. And then he issued this Kennedian <laughs> uh, visionary statement, this challenge, we will eradicate the AIDS epidemic in America by the end of this decade. Last I heard, 
the so-called sexually transmitted diseases, those that are due to sexual promiscuity and so forth, and are passed along by such, that they constitute a much greater threat in this nation at this time than AIDS. But, nonetheless, he spoke of Ellie Schneider, a precious little girl who was born at 21 weeks, 6 days, weighing less than a pound. He said that Ellie reminds us that every child is a miracle of life and that thanks to modern medical wonders, 50% of very premature babies delivered at the hospital where Ellie was born now survive. She was born in 2017 at St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City. Our goal should be to ensure that every baby has the best chance to thrive and grow just like Ellie. That is why I'm asking Congress, the House of Representatives, to provide an additional $50 million to fund neonatal research for America's youngest patients. Lots of luck with that, Mr. President. Certainly, by all means, by all means, do this, seek this, put this out there for the American people to see that you are asking Congress for this. Just don't be too expectant of getting that through, through the Democrat Congress. That is why I'm also calling upon members of Congress here tonight to pass legislation finally banning the late-term abortion of babies. Again, good for drawing attention to that. (laughs) Belatedly, you know, former pro-choice, pro-abortion Donald Trump. But, again, chances of getting this through Nancy Pelosi's Democrat-controlled House of Representatives, nil. But still good to highlight this before the American people. Whether we are Republican, Democrat, or Independent, surely we must all agree that every human life is a sacred gift from God. So speaks the non-Christian Donald Trump, and he speaks this of a vast number of non-Christian politicians, regardless whether they feignedly pretend to be Christians. Surely we can all agree, we must all agree. No, Mr. President, I suspect you know better than that. Yes. He went on to say, as we support America's moms and dads, I was recently proud to sign the law providing new parents in the federal workforce paid family leave, not maternal leave, family leave serving as a model for the rest of the country. So then that includes sodomites, of course, like Pete, Pete and his hubby. 
Now I call on the Congress to pass the bipartisan. Pay attention to that. Bipartisan. Advancing Support for Working Families Act. Extending family leave to mothers and fathers all across our nation. 40 million American families have an average 2200 extra thanks to our child tax credit. I've also overseen historic funding increases for high-quality child care, meaning out of house, away from their home and their parents, child care by surrogates, right? Daycare and so forth. Enabling 17 states to help more children, many of which have reduced or eliminated their wait lists altogether. And I sent Congress a plan with a vision to further expand access to high-quality child care and urge you to act immediately. What's wrong with all of that, really? Well, just for a little background here. Donald Trump, again, has been pro-abortion, you know, the overwhelming majority of his life. And he was until he ran for president. This president is the ultimate pragmatist. I haven't heard that referred to too frequently. Oh, no, he's Republican. He's conservative. He's Christian. He's whatever he is. He is a pragmatist, and he is a self-server. Now, does this make him worse than 95 to 99.999% of politicians in Washington, D.C. and in this nation? No. But here's a man who is not Christian, is not conservative. He does not have deeply held convictions. Listen to any speech and you find that to be true. Get past the rhetoric of his speech writers and you get there in a heartbeat. Via his formal speeches and addresses as well as his stump speeches as well as his inane tweeting and what have you. But, interestingly enough, what he is trumpeting here is of the left. This is from the Equal Rights Amendment. This is from hardcore socialist Bernie Sanders. You don't believe me? Let me read you a quote from Bernie Sanders in an ad that has been running in Iowa for the caucuses and now in New Hampshire for the New Hampshire primary, which is taking place today. It features a female narrator saying, Bernie Sanders is on our side and always has been. It goes on to praise, heavily praise, his support for Planned Parenthood, the number one aborter, destroyer of preborn children in this nation and in the Western world. 
But then it goes on to praise to the heavens his support, his strong, aggressive support for affordable child care and paid family leave, Mr. President. This bipartisan legislation, this advancing support for working families act, bipartisan, that is leftist Democrat. (laughs) That is pleasing to the soul, if he has one of Bernie Sanders' hardcore socialist, left, 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 socialist. And yet, the conservative Republican incumbent president is supporting exactly the same thing. Oh, but what's wrong with that? Why can't we agree on these things? Because this is absolutely, diametrically contrary to conservatism. These values... (laughs) are not values. This is how far things have gone to the left in the past decades and decades and decades so that those things that are being promoted have been promoted from the left end up becoming mainstream. As Trump boasted about 72% of new jobs were filled by women outstanding. And what about their children? Oh, well, their children can be taken care of by some, you know, low-paid, whatever, surrogates while they pursue their ambitions. It's only one of the things, of the many, many, many things that's wrong with women in the military, let alone in combat, but women in the military. But these things are all good with President Trump. And when he took over the beauty pageants that he did, he rewarded those who promoted sodomy, and he punished those who spoke out against it. Wonderful man, this president. (laughs) That's apart from his casino operations and his real estate (laughs) transactions and everything else. But back to his State of the Union. So he's pushing for the family leave, for this to be paid for with taxpayers' dollars, extracted from the taxpayers' So then, other people can raise the children, right? Which furthers the slide into the abyss. But, and in addition to that high-quality child care, the Family Leave Act, those two things combined from the left, two of the three things that have been promoted the most highly in this these ads for Bernie Sanders showing that he 
is with the girls. He's with the women. He's with the gals. He's their candidate. He's their voice. He's their guy. If they have to vote for a guy. Well, he went on to praise ICE. Understandably. And he said the following. And this may bring to remembrance something I touched on two programs ago. He said, last year our brave ICE officers arrested more than 120,000 criminal aliens charged with nearly 10,000 burglaries, 5,000 sexual assaults, that means rapes, 5,000 rapes, which again, we have decriminalized. Make it sexual assault. 45,000 violent assaults and 2,000 murders. Violent assaults, of course, would be including attempted murders. But tragically, there are many cities in America, and he should say states as well, where radical politicians have chosen to provide sanctuary to these criminal illegal aliens. In sanctuary cities, again, and states, such as California, there are many cities over which local officials order police to release dangerous criminal aliens to prey upon the public instead of handing them over to ICE to be safely removed. Well, as far as safely removing them, it's not all that safe an operation. It can be downright deadly for the ICE officers. But just 29 days ago, a criminal alien freed by the sanctuary city and state of New York was charged with the brutal rape and murder of a 92-year-old woman. And I referred to that in a program two programs ago, or three programs ago. The killer, that is murderer, had been previously arrested for assault. But under New York's sanctuary policies, and let me just add, <laughs> under you know former Mayor Michael Bloomberg's and current Mayor de Blasio's, Sanctuary policies, he was set free. If the city had honored ICE's detainer request, his victim would still be alive today. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Who is that victim? He doesn't mention her by name. Her name is Maria Fuertes. 92 years of age, her body was discovered on the sidewalk behind a parked car. She was attacked from behind this little, frail, 92-year-old woman at night, struck brutally, thrown to the ground, suffered neck and back injuries, was raped. This woman was known around the neighborhood as the local cat lady or grandma. 
and she would go out at night and feed the stray animals. She took care of the entire neighborhood, not just the dogs and cats. But 21-year-old illegal alien destroyer slaughtered her. The state of California, my home state, the state of California, the great state of California, passed an outrageous law declaring their whole state to be a sanctuary for criminal illegal immigrants. A very terrible sanctuary with catastrophic results. Well, it's not just California. Let's include Oregon, Washington, New York State, and many more to come. Once upon a time, again, just for some background, once upon a time, there was something that was known as the war between the states, which has come to be known as the Civil War. And to this day, those of the uber-left, extreme-left, all the way up to the mushy middle and into the stupid party, the Republican Party, agreed to expunge all historical reference to the South, to the Confederate States of America, to their great heroes who were great patriots. (laughs) But, oh, those terrible people. Because they exercised their constitutionally guaranteed right to secede from the nation. That's right. Constitutionally guaranteed right to secede from the nation. There is no right to induce abortion in the Constitution. But there was constitutionally guaranteed right to secede. But the Union, under that president of presidents, Abraham Lincoln, went to war against the South. Oh, wait, didn't the South fire the first shot down at Charleston Harbor? Didn't, you know, wasn't wasn't that what started it, the terrible aggression by the South? No, it was the aggression by the Union. But, But Lincoln was very smart, very sharp. And he did succeed in (laughs) luring, baiting some proud, vain individuals there among the South to engage first when they thought they were under attack. But, and that gave him the justification, the pretense to advance the war against the South. But my point in mentioning this is just this. That was terrible, egregious, horrible. But meanwhile, for New York City, all of California, Seattle, Portland, Oregon, so many places, (laughs) the state of Maine, as Maine goes, so goes the nation. Well, that as Maine goes, so goes the nation hasn't been valid for Oh, I don't know, going on 200 years. But nonetheless, 
We have had governors that have attempted to make this state of Maine, where I currently am and have spent a fair amount of my life, a sanctuary state. This is completely, utterly, totally unconstitutional for mayors, governors, and so forth to flaunt federal law, to refuse to enforce federal laws. Again, if this had happened with regard to laws against induced abortion back before Roe v. Wade, Doe v. Bolton, before that travesty, guess what? (laughs) What would have happened? Well, it would have been the extreme left, all of the left, everything up to and including the mushy middle, would have demanded that the federal government step in, move in, take control of the situation. But here it's the left that is doing this. These sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. (laughs) But I don't hear any cries for a... (laughs) For seceding, you know, for some states to secede from this nation while there is still time before they are deluged with this sort of thing. Can you imagine the nation divided up? And then there would have to be border walls between states to try to keep out the criminal aliens, illegal aliens from California and from New York and so forth from Washington from coming into your state. Oh, it's just exciting things lie ahead for us. Before I continue, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, that is on me. That is due to me. That is my fault. So what is the answer? Well, the only thing (laughs) that can resolve the problems in this nation as deep as they are, as widespread as they are, is something beyond politics. But there is no danger of there being a spiritual reawakening in this nation and reformation, Christian reformation. There's just no danger of that, all right? That is not going to happen barring some staggering, earth-shaking series of miracles. But, and for those who imagine that the way out of this mess is through the political arena, I'm sorry, folks. It's just not going to happen. But, Senator Tom Tillis introduced legislation to allow Americans to sue sanctuary cities and states when a loved one is hurt or murdered, raped or murdered, kidnapped, raped, murdered as a result of these deadly sanctuary city, sanctuary state practices. And so those aren't exactly his words. He said, 
to sue sanctuary cities and states when a loved one is hurt or killed as a result of these deadly practices. Well, that's great. So they can sue. Okay. So a man can sue when his wife is raped and murdered by some criminal, illegal aliens. Well, that's, that's good. So a grandmother can sue when her son and daughter-in-law and their five children are killed on the freeway by an illegal alien crashing into them. An illegal alien who has no driver's license, has no insurance, and who has been stopped multiple times by police and let go and not cited and not sanctioned because we only do those things, citing, sanctioning, arresting, if they are lawful citizens, but not for illegal aliens. That's the way it is in Southern California and the Bay Area, California, San Francisco, Bay Area, California. It's insane, but it's the way it is. And it's all thanks to the Democrat Party, which has a total stranglehold on California politics. But by all means... Vote Democrat, you know, for president. That's what we need. And for, you know, give them control of the U.S. Senate to go along with the U.S. House. And uh, everything will just be grand. And then we can have Barack Hussein Obama in the Supreme Court make it even worse. (laughs) It's outstanding. Things to look forward to. So. Also, ICE has arrested over five thousand human traffickers in the last three years. Kidnapper, rapist, prostitutors, traffickers. And Donald Trump said that he signed nine pieces of legislation to stamp out the menace of human trafficking. That'll do it. Legislation always works. So he said that when he came to office, before he had the chance to make any changes, if you showed up illegally on our southern border and were arrested, you were simply released and allowed into our country, never to be seen again. That's the way they do it in Canada, by the way. (laughs) My administration has ended catch and release. If you come illegally, you will now be promptly removed from our country. But it's the way they do it in Canada, and then they can come on across the border, the northern border of the United States, where we're not building a wall or any walls, and they can come on across. He stated that we're working on legislation to replace our outdated and randomized immigration system with one based on merit. Welcoming those who follow the rules, contribute to our economy, support themselves financially, and uphold our values. What's wrong with that story? Uphold our values. Whose values? My values, your values, or Donald Trump's values? Pete Buttigieg's values and those of his hubby, so-called. 
Elizabeth Warren's values, Nancy Pelosi's values, Bernie Sanders' values. Whose values? Our collective values. There is no such thing. What else is wrong with it? And I have loathed this kind of mentality that has been expressed by so very many throughout Congress, the House of Representatives, the U.S. Senate, and the think tanks and the various different commentators and so forth, emphasizing that those who be allowed to immigrate be people of higher education, of greater degrees of skills, and so forth. Professionals, doctors, scientists. You know, scientists like the infamous Operation Paperclip where Nazi scientists were brought into the United States of America and where the United States also tried to bring in Japanese scientists. <laughs> That's right, imperialist Japanese scientists. And they were in a race with Russia that was doing the same thing. People with talents, with skills, with higher education, people of merit, The reason that I am opposed to that is this. That has nothing to do with morality. That has nothing to do with righteousness. That has nothing to do with godliness. But, and it is not biblical, but again, what does the Bible have to do with the price of eggs? Well, God's view concerning immigration was very simple. Back in the day into Israel, and it was this, that all were welcome to come. But if they failed to obey the laws of the land, God's laws, they were punished swiftly. They were dealt with effectively. They were not exiled. No. (laughs) They were not deported. They were not put into prison unless their offense was a lesser offense. But if it was any degree of capital offense, they were executed. We have such... Elevated reasoning, don't we? We just are so advanced, so superior, so terribly enlightened and intellectual. So instead, we're going to base it on merit and how well off you are. Excellent. With every action, my administration is restoring the rule of law. That bugaboo, the rule of law, the rule of law is no better than those who are ruling. The grand old Soviet Union, Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, a place that Bernie Sanders would have enjoyed. 
They had a constitution that was seemingly on a par with ours. But it was just a piece of paper or papers, pieces of paper. It was just for show. They had a rule of law. It was a rule of thuggishness akin to what exists in the Russian Federation of Vladimir Putin. There's a rule of law in communist China. They slaughter, they destroy the good. The good who worship God and who seek to cause others to worship God and their Lord Jesus Christ. But the rule of law, we are restoring the rule of law. That's a flight of fancy. The rule of law, we haven't had a Supreme Court that has done right for so very many decades. That's not to say that everybody on our Supreme Court are bad. No, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that Chief Justice Roberts or Associate Justices such as the newbies Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, who President Trump appointed, I'm not going to say that, that these are dark blots on the court, but neither are they shining examples of what we should have. <laughs> There's not a John Jay on this bench. There just isn't. But not Clarence Thomas, not any of them. He goes on to say, the president does, in America, we don't punish prayer. We don't tear down crosses. We don't ban symbols of faith. Really. Again, speaking from his ignorance, which is deep and wide. We don't muzzle preachers and pastors in America. We celebrate faith. We cherish religion. We lift our voices in prayer. He must be speaking of himself now. And we raise our sights to the glory of God. <laughs> it reminds me of what, what he said at the National Prayer Breakfast a couple days later. <laughs> and I, I will try to find time to squeeze in time to share a couple moments of that I did in the previous program, but it is the, or in the program before the previous program, but it is the opposite of prayer and it's the opposite of worshiping God, but he said, so long as I am president, I will always protect your second amendment right to keep and bear arms. That's a good thing because it's necessary given the times in which we live, and given the pervasiveness of vicious crime across this land, throughout this land. But then he waxed poetic. This is courtesy of the wonderful speechwriters. Now we must embrace 
the next frontier. America's manifest destiny is in the stars. I am asking Congress to fully fund the Artemis program to ensure that the next man and the first woman on the moon will be American astronauts, using this as a launching pad to ensure that America is the first nation to plant its flag on Mars. All that is visionary, isn't it? Isn't that magnificent? Oh, shades of Kennedy there. That is just (laughs) outstanding. My administration is also, now back down to earth, strongly defending our national security and combating radical Islamic terrorism. Really? Well, as evidence of this, he trots out that he announced a groundbreaking plan for peace between Israel and the Palestinians. Yes, courtesy of that shining light, that gleaming example of leadership, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Then he goes on to say, three years ago, the barbarians of ISIS held over 20,000 square miles of territory in Iraq and Syria. Today, the ISIS territorial caliphate has been 100% destroyed, and the founder and leader of ISIS, the bloodthirsty killer, make that murderer, terrorist, known as al-Baghdadi, is dead. What's the problem with this? ISIS is not eliminated. ISIL, whatever other names, all of the various names they like to use for themselves, they are not eliminated. Also, one group of people that did a great deal of heavy lifting in eliminating that territorial caliphate were the Kurds. And this president turned his back on them, betrayed them in a most outrageous way this past year and openly encouraged Erdogan, the leader of Islamist Turkey, which is supposedly a secular state, to roll into Syria and wage war against them with the sophisticated Turkish military and to wage war against the Kurdish fighters and their wives and children and so forth. These who had done so very much to eliminate the territorial caliphate and who suffered great losses because of it. This is how this president has been combating what he called radical Islamic terrorism, right? It's always radical. Really? No, it's not. They are following the lead of their false prophet, Muhammad, the founder of Islam, doing what he did. He was as terrible a terrorist as there's ever been. But, He goes on to refer to a young woman who was captured, kidnapped, raped, enslaved, murdered 
by al-Baghdadi himself, the leader of ISIS. Kayla Mueller. And she was a humanitarian aid worker. And in 2013, while she was caring for suffering civilians in Syria, she was kidnapped, tortured, and enslaved. He fails to mention raped. You know, I, 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 for some reason that didn't make it in, but he could have at least said sexually assaulted, right? By ISIS, kept as a prisoner of al-Baghdadi himself. After more than 500 horrifying days and nights of captivity, al-Baghdadi murdered her. She was 26 years of age. And the United States Special Forces, they ended the reign of al-Baghdadi. And their mission, which targeted him, was titled Task Force 814, in honor of her birthday, August 14th. Then he swells with Glowing rhetoric, he says, every day America's men and women in uniform demonstrate the infinite depth of love that dwells in the human heart. Again, uh, courtesy of the speechwriters, but still he's responsible for it. And again, the promotion of women in the military, teenage girls in the military, Young wives in the military, young mothers in the military, mothers in the military, with children back at home being raised by, you know, that wonderful federal child care and by Mr. Moms and what have you. Outstanding. What a brave new world this is. But nobody, (laughs) nobody on the right side, on the truthful side, is going to oppose this. Because this is so ingrained. It's like Rush Limbaugh, whom he chose to honor. He, of course, perhaps you recall, perhaps you don't, but Rush, after the legalization, the travesty of the legalization of sodomite so-called marriage, Rush Limbaugh, he just, you know, yeah, well, it was inevitable and so forth. He didn't bother to say why it was inevitable, okay? And it was implied that, you know, that there was nothing wrong with it, the implication, when instead it was a matter of this is part of their great master plan is mainstreaming the sodomite agenda on the nation. It's not because they want marriage, believe in marriage, anything like that. It's to degrade marriage. And likewise with family. But, <laughs> but Rush, who's this great champion of conservatism, supposedly, which has in fact been corporatism, but he's been well paid. He has been well paid. 
No, between 30 and 40 mil per year for decade upon decade upon decade. And the president went on to say concerning Qasem Soleimani. He spoke regarding an American soldier. A husband, a father, Army Staff Sergeant Christopher Hake, who during his second deployment in Iraq in 2008 was slaughtered courtesy of the extremely (laughs) devastating hybrid IEDs that wonderful Iranian general, mass slaughterer Qasem Soleimani developed. The terrorist responsible for killing Sergeant Haik was Qasem Soleimani, who provided the deadly roadside bomb that took Chris's life. Soleimani was the Iranian regime's most ruthless butcher. Well, that's saying something. They've got a lot of them. But a monster who murdered or wounded, and when he says wounded, grossly, monstrously, grievously, Wounded, devastating, disabled, and destroyed. American service members in Iraq. As the world's top terrorist, Soleimani, orchestrated the deaths of countless men, women, and children. Well, they're countless, maybe, for man, not for God, (laughs) but. He directed the December assault and went on to assault U.S. forces in Iraq. He was actively planning new attacks when we hit him very hard. And that's why last month at my direction, the U.S. military executed a flawless precision strike that killed Soleimani and terminated his evil reign of terror forever. Of course, we also had a flawless precision strike lined up for financier for this, but uh, in, in Yemen, and we missed. Our message to the terrorists is clear. You will never escape American justice. If you attack our citizens, you forfeit your life. Unless you're a monstrous destroyer in the United States of America. And then... You might be arrested. You might be tried. You might be convicted. And if you're convicted, you will go to prison for a while. Or be sent out of country if you're an illegal alien, right? And then he went on to say the Iranian regime must, blah, 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 start working for the good of its own people. Oh, yes, it's going to do that. In Afghanistan, we make tremendous progress. Peace talks are now underway. Wow, that is so good. We created a new Islamist regime there, as we have in Iraq. But, yeah, it's all good. But we are working to finally end America's longest war and bring our troops back home. 
America is a land of heroes. This is a place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged, and where legends come to life. This country is our masterpiece. I'm going to stop there because I'm out of time. I'm not able to do justice to his final hurrah here. But I will in the next program, first thing. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps, just perhaps, we can know now, if we choose to. Thank you.